welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is David Strickle, the Stream of David. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Yes, I had to get that oldie but goodie intro out of the archives and into the beer now. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're different. I have my Google beard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, of, but of course, I'm here with uh, Janine B and Bridget D, and uh, this is our usual Tuesday show, but with an extra special twist because David has decided to join us today. And, and David, I got to tell you, these two ladies are psyched. Of course, you already know Janine from boot camp, but both of them are absolutely psyched that you're here. And uh, I mean, I I don't know how to overstate that, so I won't try. But um, let's put it this way. Last time you were on, we had a great conversation with David Strickle. This time we're going to have a a shorter conversation with David Strickle and a longer conversation with the stream because they're so psyched to ask questions of the stream. So So I'm getting first things first. Yeah, you're getting booted. Well, not right away, but, you know. Well, first thing is we got to find out how David Strickle is doing. I mean, how how is David doing these days? I mean, I, I know from boot camp, but how are you doing? I'm doing good. Mid midsummer here in the desert. Gotten gotten down with the 120 degree Fahrenheit days and getting stuff done. A lot of exciting yeah. things happening in Tire World, as I'm sure you're aware. So yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, my own experience with Tire World has been quite the roller coaster, and I'm sure other people go through the same thing. But it has been a really good experience. I'm only about halfway through so far. I'm halfway through the boot camp, and whew. I mean, I, I feel like I've been through boot camp. <laughs> you know, like boot camp for a reason. Exactly. Well, welcome to the army. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of like, okay, you want to change every aspect of your life. You want to change your default vibration, but you want it to be this easy, flowing, yeah. gentle thing. You know, that just laughs all the time. It's not. Well, e- easy got thrown out the window on module one. I oh mean, yeah. I, I think for you too, Janine, didn't it? I think module one oh, yeah. kind of like knocked us off our kilter, right? It, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah I, I got, I got stuck for a little while, but I mean, there is no such thing as being stuck. It's just, you, you stay there until you're ready to move on and, and, um, but I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm about, I think I'm on module 10 now, something like yeah, that. You're so. moving right along. You know, we, it's a 12 week program, but we, we guide you through it. So sometimes it's plus or minus, usually plus, right? Yeah. And I would tell people that if you're just saying that the people that I worry about in boot camp are the ones that just sail through, you know, oh, I did all my modules. I'm ready. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's definitely an up and down. Yeah. I mean, there's oh, that's there's definitely. Is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Vibrational variance for sure. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> vibrational flow. Vibrational flow is why we are here. And it's the creator of the universe. So, of course, boot camp is a reflection of that. And it takes you through your own vibrational flow and teaches you to operate within that. But, of course, it's also odd when you're in entire boot camp and you go through the DTS or the down the spiral moments and you talk about them. And the, the feedback you get is, oh, wow, this is wonderful, <laughs> which is not your normal reaction. You know you're doing the work, really though, when it's, when well, it's yeah. knocking you all over the place. I mean, you, get, you, you, you create your low lows, but you create your high highs, and you learn to manage everything in between. We know you're doing the work. That's why we're excited for you. And we'll know you're well, getting sure. out there. Yeah. And whenever I'll do a, a podcast or something, and we'll have a boot camper on, and they'll write, oh, I'm really DTS, and my podcast is next week. And I just laugh. I'm like, you'll be fine by next week. <laughs> Well, and that's the, that's the thing because it's, it's like we, we know that we're going to come out even better on the other side. Yeah. So it, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm necessarily welcoming it with open arms, but I, I'm, I'm at least, I'm, I'm more appreciative of where I'm at with it. So yeah. it's not so like dark gray skies and oh, this is the end of the world. It's just like, ah, that's where I'm at right now. It'll pass. Well, it's, 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 begin, it's learning to trust the process mm-hmm. at every mm-hmm. trust. Trust is everything. That's what I call it, Taya. That's right. Trust in your abundance. Yeah. And boy, you do learn trust whether you want to or not. <laughs> it just comes that way. It's yeah. part of the package. Um, but I can tell you this, David, uh, not only were, was Janine lining up her questions, Bridge has been like anticipating this for like weeks. Like, like she, she's just been so psyched. So, I mean, you, you, well, you'll find out very quickly. She is a very strong, highly, um, highly vibrational person and, and high vibe most of the time. And you'll find that out pretty quickly. But you're also going to hear, I think, some pretty fascinating questions from both of these ladies. So, 
Don't talk us up too much, Paul. <laughs> right. I don't know if I could talk you high enough, Rich, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you have to show me because I'm very, if you notice me fidgeting, whatever you notice me fidgeting, you know, the stream is like already here because it's buzzy. Uh, and it's yeah, I'm a kind of a, I'm a, a adjusting to the buzziness of them. That's why I get a little fidgety and stuff when I, I'm about to channel. They're they're that's just really dropping. Interesting. Yeah, that's really really interesting. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, why don't you complete the transition, then we'll have a conversation with the stream, and then we'll we'll bring you back at the end. So okay, be good stuff. All right. So this this is the fun part. Have you seen this part, Bridge? This is pretty cool. What he just oh, found, you know, oh my god. Oh, yeah, I went on. I didn't know he had his own like podcast and YouTube and all that as well. So mm -hmm. I did see. I have seen that recently. Okay. <laughs> so it's not it's not going to be completely new to you. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Jeff. No, and I love it. Live stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to see you guys there. So let's see how close are we now. We are here. And we are ready for you, Stream. I got to tell you, we got the questions lined up here. So I'm going to go to the ladies first, and, and I'm going to go to Bridge because I mean, she's just like hanging on by her fingernails, can hardly wait. So you want to ask the first question there, Bridge? Okay. Well, I have 11, so I'll just I'll just start with one. <laughs> I, I love it. I have more in here, but okay. So um, I know astrology. You say not to go fully off of, and I totally get that. But I did have my birth chart read, and um, she said that there was certain cities where I would be more abundant in. Is that true for people? Uh, like, what are your thoughts on that? Could you be more abundant in specific cities and states? We will begin our response to that by stating that that we are not here to guide you toward or, or away from anything. And, and everything has the value that you give to it, the power that you give to it. And certainly what you would consider astrological teachings or astrological studies are rooted in what we refer to as vibrational flow, polarity. So, of course, there's authenticity in that. As, as far as having your, your, your chart read, that is a co-creative experience between your eternal self and your ego consciousness and the eternal self and ego consciousness of the one who, who is creating this chart in conjunction with you in your energy field. So if there is guidance that is being offered and that guidance resonates with you, if you, if you find those places appealing naturally, and, and that is simply a confirmation for you that there is something special about the energy flow that is present there, then you absolutely can choose to give your power to that and allow that to be your experience. The, the, the idea of eternal wisdom coming in and giving you a prescribed path without your questioning it is something that we would guide you to question because you are the creator of your reality. And it's important to understand that you can create your version of abundance for you anywhere. We, we have stated that you could be locked in a padded cell, wrapped up in a straitjacket, and manifest not only your path out of it, but your path to abundance. So if you choose to give those places power and that information resonates, then, then you are right, if you will, to pursue that. But do not let that or allow that to limit you in your abundance if you're not in one of those places. Gotcha. I thought right. you'd say that, but I had to check. <laughs> it's always good to ask. Janine, you want to jump in with one? Yes, yes. Um, hello, Stream. Uh, I have a question specifically about dreams. Uh, I know that dreams are our own manifestations, and this is not a dream interpretation question. What I would like to know specifically is how we can use our dreams as as the manifestations they are to actually overcome uh, blocks or transgressors that we have in our lives. The, the, the way that we would guide you to utilize your dreams if you choose to do so is to recognize the fact that they are an indication of the vibration that you are in in general in your life when you experience them. So knowing where you are is a fantastic way to catapult yourself to a different space if that's where you're wishing to go vibrationally. Some, sometimes you, you, you allow your ego to sort of fool you into believing that you're in a different vibrational state than you are. But your dreams are an unfiltered reflection of exactly where you are vibrationally. 
whether it's in the moment or in your general flow during that time period. So if you were believing that you're doing everything that you should be doing in alignment with your desires and that your vibration is where it quote unquote should be, and then your dream state is telling you otherwise, take that indication that you've got some more work to do. And where we are guiding you with all of this is in, in, in this idea of work, understand that the work that we speak of is your humanity. The work that we speak to is why you come into physical. So it, 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 while many of you would consider it work from the way that we refer to it, it is not really work. It is actually your purpose. So understand that when we say work, we mean purpose. But when you step into it and you're just discovering these concepts, it feels like work because you have been taught to do otherwise. You have been taught to bypass. You have been taught to not think about it. You have been taught to, to turn it over to a higher power, not understanding fully that you are the higher power. Mm. So in, in, in looking at your dreams as a reflection of where you are vibrationally as a crystal clear indicator of what's going on so that you can fearlessly dig in and shift any mindset that you wish to shift, shift any vibration that you wish to, wish to shift to move out of that space. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's really I appreciate great. that. And I love the fact that you you really emphasize that we are the power. We are the higher power because that's you don't hear that very much in this world. You probably hear it a lot in in the so-called non-physical world, but you're in the physical world. You hear just the opposite a lot. And so to actually hear somebody say that every time I I hear it, I love it because it resonates so heavily and so strongly, and because it feels better. It just feels good. So I'm really glad that you, you mentioned that. Talk a little bit about what it's going to take to, for people who are struggling perhaps with that idea to get past whatever their, their resistance points might be. The, 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 the getting past is, is, is every being's independent journey. Understanding that you are all expressions of that which we are. You are all expressions of eternal consciousness, which is all that, that is beyond physical. And in that, that individual expression of eternal consciousness, you all came to have exactly the experience that you were manifesting. That does not mean that from your, your human consciousness, your ego mind, that you can't shift the experience. That is what Taya is all about. But coming to terms with the fact that there is no real negative, that there is no real suffering, that all of those things are learned identities, learned judgments of the human experience. When you begin to shift your focus from suffering and obstacles and trauma and things of this nature to opportunities for expansion, clarity, the clarity of where you are vibrationally, the clarity of where your default vibration is, your life experience as you are perceiving it in 3D is that clarity, is that indicator of exactly where you are vibrationally from your human perspective. And there is nothing wrong with wherever you are. And there is nothing wrong with sticking yourselves there. There's nothing wrong with regressing, regressing in it if you desire that. There, 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 there is no getting this wrong whatsoever because you're all eternal beings. You're here having this temporary experience. So whatever you are manifesting is your creation. Now you can choose to use that manifestation to shift your consciousness and your focus to something that is more in alignment with your desires. Trust those desires throughout your vibrational flow, which is natural to all of you, and see change happen. See expansion, see growth, see more joy flow in. You're absolutely all capable of that, regardless of where you are. But when you stick yourselves in the judgment of what is or what has been or what others are doing, think of what that does with your vibration. You are not focused on expansion when you are focusing on comparison or focusing on your past. But the things that you are comparing to and the things that haunt you are naturally going to come back around again and again and again when you move through lower vibration and you, you are not as positive and as intentional in your thought process. You all encounter this. Sometimes you wake up and, and, and your negative thought train takes off on its own before you even step out of bed. That's because polarity is tugging at you to give you a mix of experiences. But when you detune the judgment of the feelings and the experiences, the emotions and everything else, detune the need for perfection, detune the need for constant joy, 
then suddenly that lower vibrational feeling is not experienced the same way. That lower vibrational feeling is simply that. And you can appreciate it. And in your appreciation of it, merge with our appreciation of it, raise your vibration, become more at one with us. And in doing so, move right out of that lower vibrational field. And I do want to invite anyone listening to the live stream today who wants to submit a question, put it into the uh, the chat section. I'll pick it up and I'll make sure that uh, it gets in front of the stream so they can answer your question for you, too. Uh, but in the meantime, Rich, let's go back to you. We'll go to number two out of 11. Where are we at right now? Well, so I uh, definitely resonate with everything he's saying. You're in control of your whole life. But sometimes I and I know other people, too, who are listening get confused um, like with the whole free will versus like um, divine intervention and um, like fate versus free will. I feel like there is still that gray area that some of us are, like get confused on or whatever. Everything is, is divine intervention if you allow it to be. You are your own divine intervention. The, the, the idea, the concept, and the, and the reason that humanity struggles with the concept of divine intervention is because it, it is it is not equal. Notice that. The, the, there are some who are in a, a, a traumatic scenario or a dramatic scenario, and, and, and maybe even in harm's way, and something divine steps in and changes it. But not for everyone. Why is that? That, that is because divine intervention is self-created, self-allowed. That over overriding belief in, in, in well-being that can supersede a temporary emergency situation can create divine intervention. But if that belief system of overall well-being is not present, and you will see this in neighborhoods and cultures and countries, and you will see a dominant vibration where you have more violence, more succumbing to violence, more succumbing to illness, more succumbing to being robbed, more succumbing to, to, to multiple things. And you, you, you see these common patterns because they're vibrational. But you also see beings in every single one of those scenarios that we just shared that buck that system, that do survive, that do find well-being. So is there a divine presence picking and choosing who receives it? Or is the receiver actually creating the connection and allowing it? So from your human perspective, flip that around and think about it in terms of that. But understand that from our perspective, we are not judging any human experience. So we are not, therefore, picking and choosing whom we project into and save, for lack of a better term, or assist. Because there is nothing wrong in any experience. Anything that you perceive from your human perspective as suffering is not perceived as suffering from your eternal perspective. And it's certainly not perceived as suffering by us. That is, that is an egocentric human quality, and it's natural that you have it because that ego consciousness serves to overshadow that eternal being that you are. But humanity has developed in such a way that the ego consciousness has, has been overdeveloped, if you will. And it is serving to overshadow more than it was intended to overserve in the first place. Overshadow in the first place. So in that overshadowing, allowing too much overshadowing and operating more in what you might call ego consciousness or 3D, you are very susceptible to fear-based teachings. And your society, as you are all aware, has developed in a direction where those fear-based teachings have taken hold and created a dominant vibration across humanity. But humanity is, is wising up to it, so to speak. Humanity is becoming so sophisticated that you are moving out of that period of mass control. And mass control is fighting for life, as you are now very aware of. But you're still moving beyond it. In, in anything vibrational you're going to notice over time, there are going to be these ups and downs. But over time, the ups and downs are going to systematically raise. Just look at your, your financial markets and you will see the vibrational nature of all things. The financial market is just an expression of that. Your lives, your life experience is also an expression of that. So the idea of your general well-being, if that is your dominant true vibration, you will experience well-being. You will experience your own self-created, what you might identify as divine intervention. And if you wish to identify and show gratitude to something that is external from you as divine, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
but understand that you are all capable of it. That's really Thank good. you. We've got some uh, questions from the live stream coming from Jeffrey, so I'm going to share those. He starts off by asking, what questions could I ask myself in order to shift from a place of low vibration? And then he follows up with, can you talk about balance? Does my good fortune cause others to have misfortune? And do we have to sacrifice something to gain something else? We, we will answer the, the, the latter question first in that the, the universe is abundant by nature. So one gaining does not take away from another. There is a perception of that across humanity. But notice that, that being in alignment with abundance automatically delivers abundance to those who believe they are in alignment with it. We speak often of, of pyramids in, in terms of this, that all of humanity creates a, a pyramid on any topic. And if you are speaking in terms of financial abundance, and if you create a mental pyramid of financial abundance and all of humanity is in it, think about who is at the top and think about who is at the base. All in it, certainly. But the ones who are believing that the, the top is evil are creating the base. And the ones at the top who are embracing the entire system have risen to the top in their appreciation of the entire system. And the system is not about taking someone else. Notice that wealth expands beyond humanity's expansion. There, there is more wealth, the, what you perceive as wealth, there is more wealth and more abundance on your planet today than there was 50 years ago or 100 years ago, certainly. And it has outpaced the growth of humanity. You have more wealthier beings who are wealthier than ever before, even with unjust, adjustments for inflation now than you've had in the past. Why is that? Is, is it because they're continually taking away? You, you, you may identify many as being poor, but think about how the definition of poor, of poor has shifted. David noted that there, there are many homeless people in his town, but most of these homeless people have food. They live under some sort of a shelter and most of them have cell phones. Would that have been poverty 50 or 100 years ago that you have a device in your pocket for such communication? That you have food readily available, even if you're not residing in a structure. So the, the, the definitions of these things shift over time and abundance, there, there's evidence all around you of how abundance multiplies and it's not necessarily taking away from anyone. Every being is simply creating their own experience in their judgment of the pyramid, in their judgment of the topic of the experience. And, and, and for, for your alignment question or your balance question, we speak often of balancing your, your human ego consciousness with your eternal soul consciousness, that, that, that you are operating in harmony with your human life experience and your eternal experience when, when you are striking a balance there, meaning that, that you are not sequestering yourself on a mountaintop and meditating your days away and being specifically what you might call spiritual all the time. Nor are you completely operating in 3D and completely ignoring all the magical things that are all around you all the time, as you see many doing. And you see evidence of the, the, the imbalance between 3D thinking and, and what you might call 5D or, or spiritual thought in polarization. It expresses itself in a polarized way, meaning the ones that you see that are needing to have a polarized identity or a polarized opinion, needing to take one side or another. You see this very much in politics. We are right and you are wrong and everything about us is right and everything about you is wrong. The more polarity you see expressed in a being, the more they are in lower vibration, if you will, operating more in 3D, certainly not in harmony with their eternal selves. Because when you're operating in, in, in harmony with your eternal selves, you are in appreciation of all that is. You are not needing to dip down and be right. You are not needing to argue your point. You're not needing to take sides. You are very gray and fluid in your thinking because you're, you're able to appreciate all that is. That is operating in harmony with while living your 3D existence, while sitting in traffic, while interacting with other human beings, while living the, the 3D human experience that your soul very much wanted to come here and experience. And going back to his first question, which was, uh, what questions could he ask in order to shift from a place of low vibration? The, the recognizing where you are in low vibration and, and the, 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 the favorite question that David has come up with that he teaches is simply, is this worth going down your spiral over? 
making that the stopgap. Because when you feel yourself being triggered, or you're already in low vibration, which is usually the case, and you're, you're noticing that lower vibrational behavior from yourself, stopping simply asking yourself, do you want to be down there? Is this worth being down here for? And understanding that when you board the thought train and start thinking these negative, perhaps self-deprecating or, or judgmental thoughts, that you can stop yourself and ask, is it worth being down there? Because the, the more you think when you're in low vibration, understand that you are not creating anything new in that lower vibrational field. You, you are not capable of new thought and new creation at all. There is a version of you that is, and that version of you is in higher vibration, connected to, to, to what we refer to as source, which is our energy. That source is part of you. It is part of your consciousness. It's even part of your ego. But when you're in that lower vibrational place and you know when you're there because you're not in a state of joy. So when you're in that space and you feel yourself judging, you, you perhaps are, are, are grumpy, you, you are not as energized, you are not as hopeful, you can create that stopgap. Is it worth being down here? Is this worth going down my spiral over is what you can say to yourselves. Create that automatic stopgap and catch yourself and you'll get better and better and better at it the more you practice it. Really, really good stuff going on here. Now, we got uh, another question from Shelly Epperly, former co-host here on the show. Um, and she's asking, so in a, a chaotic physical situation, like having to defend yourself, what is the right thing to do? I'm talking about being in the middle of a war or a riot. And then she follows up by saying, turning the other cheek or fighting for your life. You, you all have your natural fight or flight mechanism. And there are times that you may find yourselves, if you've built vibrational momentum in that direction, Understand that the, 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 the very best guidance that we have to offer is, is to clean up your vibrational field so that you're never in a position like that in the first place. But if you're not there and you're suddenly finding yourself in a situation like that, that life force vibration is so valuable. That life force vibration will supersede anything. That life force vibration and not allowing yourselves to be paralyzed in fear. Because that, that paralysis, that fear-based paralysis is the very thing that's going to take over and overshadow that life force vibration on any topic. Whether your emergency situation is a health crisis or a literal violent crisis. So step one would be be in a vibrational space so that you're not aligning yourself with being in the path of such things in the first place. Step two would be if you find yourselves in there and there is no time to, to concern yourselves with, with, with shifting a general vibration. And we certainly understand that in an emergency situation. But step two would be to have that general idea of well-being and that vibration of life force. And then understand that when that appreciation of your life force, your source connection is going to kick in and you are going to act accordingly in the moment. That is how survivors survive, allowing that. And that may include fighting for yourselves. It is best possible outcome. So the, the idea of turning the other cheek and, and running away, that you, you may very well not be guided to that in that moment. Remember, we are not judging the experience. So there is no divine source coming in telling you to allow someone to, to just fire at you and stand there and turn the other cheek. You are not necessarily going to be guided to that in that moment. In fact, you probably aren't going to be, especially if you have a strong vibration of life force you are immediately going to kick in and you are going to assess whether you can escape safely or you need to fight. And, and you're more likely to come out what you might call victorious if you have that strong vibration of life force and not allowing as much fear. But you will not know that until you're in that moment. So better to get your vibration to a space where you're not crossing paths with those moments. And you can do that. There are many, many beings who, who never cross paths with those moments. But understand that there are beings who project in from conception, placing themselves in a more what you would consider dangerous path for that very experience. Mm -hmm. Because from your eternal perspective, you are not fearing that. You are not fearing poverty. You are not fearing war. You're not fearing genocide. It is all part of the human experience. And if you're not in that vibration, it's very difficult for you to grasp that because that is not your vibrational space. So when you watch the news and you see people living with that day after day, decade after decade, and you judge it as something that should not be, and you lower your vibration around it, you, you are not viewing it from an eternal perspective. 
your perspective is understandable because you are not in it. You, you, you are viewing through, through a camera and you are viewing from a distance that is not your vibration. So you have all of this technology now to be very aware of what's going on in your world, all over your world at all times. And notice that your media tends to amp up the things that scare you the most. Why is that? Because it keeps you watching. That fear mechanism is a very, very powerful tool and it's been exploited. It's okay for you to be aware of what's going on, but if you truly wish them well, wish them an appreciation of where they are in their human experience and understand that your appreciation of where they are, this is not about celebrating it. This is about appreciating that they are having their human experience as part of their human journey. That high vibration is doing far more for them than sitting and, and wishing that that was not the case for them or that they were not having their experience. That is doing little to nothing for them to, to simply wish that. That higher vibrational space will actually align the mass consciousness action that can bring about the change that you seek. And, and take that, we are speaking of all humanity in global terms, and you can absolutely apply that on any topic, but take that more importantly and pull that into your actual life experience. And understand that everything that you've encountered in your lifetime is simply that. It's a collection of experiences. And when you pull the judgment out of it, the trauma dissipates. When you pull the judgment out of it, the, the fear of, of, of something like that happening again and the revisiting of the trauma and the pain, all of that stuff starts to shift and dissipate and your default vibration goes up. Start applying that in your lives. Start spreading that word across humanity and see true change come to your planet. Really good. Shelly, by the way, love that. She said she's she's cleaning it up and it's going better than she expected. So right along the line of what you were talking about, stream. Let's go to Janine, because I think she's kind of sitting there uh, kind of dying to ask a question. What do you have in mind there, Janine? Actually, I would prefer to, to defer to Bridge because oh, okay. um, I, I I do. I, I, I just right. wish that. Thanks. Well, then it's been passed to you. You got the baton, Bridge. Okay, so this doesn't make sense to me half the time, so I'm not sure if it's going to make sense. But since time is linear, when we when we come into physical and we've completed our path, is it possible to still be here in physical to help others if they want it? Like, I know you're not supposed to impede on anyone's journey or anything, but if people still needed you for anything, would you still be here, not necessarily just for yourself? You know what I mean? When you are when you are expressing yourself in physical, you are perceiving that expression in linear time, and we do not take you far out in, into quantum physics and things like that because all of the value for you and your human experience is in your very linear, very imperfect, very vibrational flow human experience. So the, the value for you is in your experience and in, in, in the idea of needing to help humanity and wanting to help humanity is very much rooted in ego. You, you, you are seeing things that you wish were different from your perspective and you are wanting to help and you are wanting to assist. When you are no longer in your physical state, you are emerged once again in, in, into all of source consciousness. It, it is a collective of all that is, which, which is well beyond a human comprehension, certainly. In that state, you are not seeking to assert yourself or reassert yourself into that experience in any way because you are appreciative of it exactly as it quote unquote was or is. And therefore you can apply that appreciation to all that is all creation. And so the, the need for that dissipates uh, is completely eliminated when you cross over back to your completed state. Thank you. Really good. Well, let's bring in another question from Jeffrey. He's asking, can you speak to the phrase, energy cannot be created or destroyed, it can only change shape? It, 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 energy expands, but as energy expands eternally, your awareness of it expands with it. So your perception of energy is that it cannot be, it cannot be created nor destroyed. That is your perception of it. And certainly it is not destroyed, it is expansive by nature. It is only expansive by nature. But as it expands and as the universe expands, as the earth environment expands, as humanity expands, as you all expand as a collective consciousness, you then 
fall immediately into alignment with that new version of the universe. So there is no tool for measurement as of yet. We, we will not use the term impossible that can measure an expansion of energy. Think of it in terms as becoming more sophisticated. Energy becomes more sophisticated. It becomes wiser through experience. The entire universe is energetic. What lies beyond your physical world is what we refer to as the energetic realm. And that energy is ever expansive. Now take that and pull that into your human experience and look at the collective consciousness that is humanity, how you have evolved and become more sophisticated beings. Just look at your creation, how you have steadily become more sophisticated beings. Look at what you can do now that you could not do 100 years ago. Now think of that in universal terms because it all works the same. Steadily becoming more sophisticated. That's what we mean by expansion. You think of expansion in terms of physical growth. And in science's study of energy is not detecting physical creation of new energy, nor destruction of energy. That's because they are correct. It is not being created nor destroyed, but is always becoming more sophisticated. And that increasing sophistication is through physical expression. And the earth environment is one of infinite physical expressions. What you have in, in what you call space is, 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 is simply endless created matter. And in certain circumstances, the, the energy field is just right to allow that matter to come together and start to form more sophisticated creations as an expression of that more sophisticated consciousness. So the earth environment is exactly that. It started out as, as a speck of dust. And, and look at the expansion that has been created in physical from there. You're speaking in infinite terms. But all, all of that matter was not new created matter. It was formed into different formations that were more sophisticated. So now you have a planet and you have sunlight and you have a weather system and you have water and you have physical beings that are springing up as an expression of that planet. And humanity is, is an advanced expression. We have referred to as a mutation even of, of the Earth environment. And your intelligence has taken off in a different direction than the other beings in your environment because of that mutation, which is a natural building block of what you would call physical creation. So energy is continually expanding in its sophistication. And your expression as a strand of all the energy that is, source consciousness, you are becoming more sophisticated in your increasing sophistication through your physical experiences, which are infinite, are contributing to that sophistication. So Jeffrey's got a follow-up. He says, so there is only expansion, no contraction, gravity, black holes? The, 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 the process of creation that which we refer to as the universal process of creation, this vibrational flow that is up and down all the time, but continually becoming more sophisticated and, and, and what you might call going up in vibration all the time. There are definitely dips in this process. You, you, you see that in your lives. You, you have high vibrational periods, and then you will have periods of challenge and struggle. Even in your day, you will have this. What you see in physical creation is an exact reflection of that. So anything that is contraction is a temporary contraction that leads to greater expansion. This up and down vibrational flow creates everything. So you, you go up and you're creative. You are one with source. You are creating something new. That new creation will give way to a lower vibrational period that will take you down and create a little disruption and not destruction. And in that destruction, you are seeing things that you would identify as contraction, perhaps, but it's temporary. And that temporary contraction is there to inspire even more expansion. So that is true for your universe. That is true for your solar system. That is true for your planet. That is true for humanity. And that is true for every aspect of all that is, is created and expanded via vibrational flow. So, yes, there, there are contractions. But those contractions are temporary and continuing to inspire more expansion that takes you higher and higher and higher in sophistication, i.e. expansion. 
And then a question from Shelly. She's asking, are ghosts residual energy from that person's ego? You, you are in an energetic realm. We refer to the energetic realm. It is not off in space somewhere. You are in it. You, you, your expression in physical is in the energetic realm and of the energetic realm. And when you move into the earth environment and to the, the zoomed in level, if you will, of humanity, certainly there are energy forces around you. And those energy forces around you are, 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 are not stagnant. And there are expressions of beings, certainly, everywhere. Because when you're not in physical, you're omnipresent and you're omniscient. And all of these strands of consciousness are moving through this vibrational flow. And, and your creation of what you might call a ghostly experience is as much your creation, your filtration of the energetic realm, as it is any expression that's, that's, that's coming in and, and, and expressing itself toward you. So it's very much rooted in your own fear consciousness very often when you speak of ghosts and things of that nature. You, you, you are wanting to, to interact with the energetic realm because you're all very aware that you're part of it. You just don't know how to identify it. So you have horror movies and you have religion and you have all these other experiences that give you glimpses of that energetic realm that you're innately aware of. But because you've been taught so many different things, you don't know what to think about it until you actually experience something. But what you notice is the more the people that really focus on those things have far more of those encounters. People that sit and watch ghost hunting shows are going to have more encounters that they identify as ghostly. They are. And the ones who pay no attention to things like that and think that it's complete fakery are going to have that experience. They're not going to have those ghostly experiences. You're, you're going to try to point something out to them that might be scaring the heck out of you, and they think is not real at all. They think it's completely a, a figment of your imagination. You are having your experience in your bubble of reality, which may include ghosts. They are not. They are having more of a 3D experience where there is no energetic realm. You're not seeing anything. It's all in your mind. It's all completely made up. Neither are wrong. You're operating in your bubbles of reality. There was a time that, that David was very fascinated with ghosts because of his connection to us. He wanted to know what was haunting him. What was it? What's out there? And because he's a self-taught individual, he would go to psychics and he would go to a lot of things that were more authentically haunted things, ghost tours and things like this, and found them very fascinating. And while he was in that vibration of those things, he had multiple ghostly encounters in his 3D life. But he came with our guidance to understand that those were all his creation. But the interesting thing was, it wasn't just his creation. He was living with someone who had the same exact experience and saw and heard many of the same things. It was a co-creative experience between that collective household that were both focused on the same thing. There could have been yet a third being in the household that thought it was all bogus that would have written off every single thing and debunked it successfully. That, that's how your powerful your bubbles of reality are. You create your ghosts. You create your, your contrast. You create your stress. You create your trauma. Very much often on autopilot as a reaction to what is manifested, certainly. But it's all your creation. And, and, and the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel of all that is when you start accepting that everything is your creation, you then claim your power to start creating more in your favor or more toward your desires. I feel like we're in the middle of a lightning round of a game show because all of this is just hitting so perfectly. Bang, 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 bang. Shelly expressed it by saying, oh, that makes so much sense. I'm worried about, uh, I've always worried about that. And that's what I feel like every single answer here is giving us that same answer. So Bridge, okay, we got to go on to question number three or four. I'm not sure. I know, I feel like he answers my questions and I don't even ask them. Yeah, you have to go down <laughs> the list really quickly. That's what I find. You may have 11 questions to start, forget it, you're down to about three. <laughs> I know, I know, which is great, which is great. But let me see here. Let me see here. Okay, so I just wanted to um, see what your thoughts also were on... Um, the uh, mushrooms that have been helping people um, these days, they've been like Walt was talking about on his podcast with the, um, I watched that documentary with the mushrooms um, helping people medicinally, or I don't even know the right term for it, but they're helping people. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts were. I know you don't judge or anything like that, but 
What are your thoughts? We will state that everything has the power that you give to it, and the Earth environment is naturally equipped with everything humanity needs to have a, a joyful and abundant life experience. So, so your your more natural things on your planet, your your human filtration system, which is your body is far more in alignment with the, the experiencing of what you might consider organic or natural things. The technology that you, you have all created around your food and drugs and everything else, there's nothing wrong with the technology of your food. Your filtration systems simply are not fully in alignment with all of that at this point. Think about how long humanity has, has populated the earth and think of how you survived and what you consumed and how you consumed it. And then, then section out that little blip of time that you have industrialized you, you, your food and, and your medication. It's a blip in comparison to, to all of humanity's experience. So certainly the vibration of humanity's physical vehicle, your, your human bodies, are having to catch up to all of the technology that you have created. Back to the original question regarding plant medicine, plant medicine experiences can create healing experiences if the user gives them that power, because absolutely there are substances that are organic on your planet that lift that veil between your 3D consciousness and the energetic realm. And you experience things that, that you cannot readily identify, but your fear of them very often creates negative experiences for people. So if you detune the fear of the experience and go into it, giving it the power to be a healing conduit for you, you will have that experience. But if you can't authentically detune the fear, we would guide you to work on detuning the fear around it first and then go have your experience and certainly have your experience around someone who knows more about what they're doing in, in, in ingesting these things than you do. We would guide you toward that because to just go out and, and haphazardly try things, you might not have the outcome that you're looking for if you aren't aware of what they're supposed to be doing. The vibration of what they're quote unquote supposed to be doing is a human created vibration and you assigning the power to that experience is what's giving you the experience. So contrary very to cool. the old song, Timothy Leary isn't dead. He's just detuning the experience, which is very cool. <laughs> Detuning the experience is a very, very powerful tool. Yes. And I was, I've been learning that firsthand in Thai boot camp. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing how often we can use that. What else you got on the list there, Bridge? You got another question for us? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Jeffrey makes a comment along this line. He says, I'm, I'm guiding someone through their mushroom ceremony on Saturday. So apropos, Aww. very law of attraction as well. Yeah. Okay, so I know you said you don't want to manifest too quickly. You don't want to manifest things too quickly. But if you feel as though you're, you don't know when to act, maybe, I, I mean, I know things shouldn't, you don't want to just go into something full blown on because then it could just drop super fast as well. But what are your, can I, what are your thoughts on that? We would, anything that you align yourself with is going to be your reality. So anything can manifest as quickly as you simply allow it to be. But within the universal process of creation, notice that the things that you consider big, your big manifestations take time. Mm -hmm. If you are looking to construct an 80 story building, you're not going to manifest that instantaneously. The, the, there are lots of things to think about in trying to manifest something like that and allowing that actually to come to be. So anything that you manifest that is going to have a massive impact in your life, vibrational flow actually serves to slow it down by design so that you can create a better version of. Think of what the earth environment would look like if you could all manifest everything that you wanted instantaneously. That That is, that is a, sort of an erroneous thought in the law of attraction that, that many teachers are putting out there that you can manifest instantaneously because there are some things that you can absolutely manifest instantaneously. But impactful things, by design, take longer because of vibrational flow because these big things dominate your thoughts. And if they dominate your thoughts, you're going to be visiting them through up and down vibrational flow, which is naturally going to slow their creation down. And if you operate in harmony with vibrational flow, there's nothing that you cannot create, but you become... 
accustomed to the, the, the appreciation factor in this vibrational flow, understanding that every time the vibration drops and you manifest an obstacle, that obstacle is, is, is highlighting exactly what you need to work on, what you need to detune, what you need to do better so that you can create an even better version of what you're wishing to create. So if your desire is to create a fortune, understand that you may think you desire an overnight fortune, but shifting from a vibration of one who is not wealthy to one who is wealthy overnight is a very uncomfortable journey. And you actually have some examples of that in your world where people strike it rich overnight. They were vibrationally aligned with that enough to allow it to flow right in. And it was a very painful process when it did and very often ended up resulting in their dropping of their vibration to such a place that they end up worse off than they were before they had the money. So thinking of everything in terms of the perfection of vibrational flow and the perfection of universal timing and giving you your creations. That's why we guide you to clean up all of your transgressor energy and learn how to move yourselves up into joy without needing anything to change. And you're all capable of that. You can find joy and appreciation for wherever you are. And if that becomes your dominant vibration and you're experiencing a joyful experience in general, the pressure to manifest these other things to bring joy is gone. And when that pressure leaves, many of those things that you've been desiring all along flow in. It, it, it is like when a couple is, is trying to conceive a baby and trying to conceive a baby and trying to conceive a baby and nothing works. They finally give up and adopt a child and then they conceive a baby mm-hmm. because they're no longer in the vibration of need. Take that lesson and apply it to everything, getting out of that vibration of need and allowing the beautiful process of creation just to be and enjoy every step of it. And the impactful nature of when you do have an instant manifestation, we have a, a very classic modern example that occurs to many people, people who win the lottery in modern times. Very, very often someone who wins the lottery a short time later, the money's gone and they're right back where they were before. And it happened just for the reason that you gave because their, their vibration never really shifted. They may have shifted temporarily, but they just fell back into the old patterns and that just manifested more of the old, same old, same old. Every manifestation is naturally going to manifest a new set of challenges for you. Every manifestation Mm -hmm. will because you're in vibrational flow. So there's no topic that there's nothing that you're going to manifest that's going to cross you over the happiness finish line where you're just done and you don't need anything else. You're completely done. You're completely content. There's always going to be something. Notice that people that manifest a life of contentment very often then manifest an illness to disrupt it. How many times have you heard someone say that they, that they were so happy and living the perfect life and then the other shoe dropped, right? The other shoe did not drop. They became complacent in their desires and sort of renegotiated their dreams to, to align with happiness with where they were. Happiness and joy are not the same thing. The happiness that breeds complacency is inevitably going to create some disruption to it. That's why we we guide you to always want more, always desire something else. It does not have to be money or material things if if you do not desire that. But don't fear the desiring of new things. Very often you, you renegotiate yourselves into being content with what you have because you're fearing the desire of new things. You're wanting to just settle into what is and just be there and be stagnant with it. But vibrational flow is going to knock you out of that no matter what. That happiness is always temporary, but joy can be always. You find joy in your appreciation of your vibrational flow. That is trusting the universal process of creation. That is what Taya is. It is joy at every level. Happiness is is that sliver of time when you are appreciative of all that is. Even when you're, you're not necessarily at the highest vibrational state of being. True joy is true appreciation without judgment of, of everything. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's really something. Yes. I love that description. Yeah. I, I'm also going to bring in a question of my own because what you were talking about there really hit on a point that I've been dealing with in my own entire journey. And that is um, the whole question of you know how quickly is, or how slowly is stuff showing up. And I, I do tend to get frustrated when stuff goes, that I really want is taking seemingly far too long to show up. But by the same token, as you're very eloquently describing here, you don't necessarily want it to show up too quickly. It may be more than you can really handle. There may be more there than, than you're ready to just 
to just deal with. So think, think of something that you wanted for a very long time and, and you became impatient around it, but ultimately you allowed it to be. And then once it was, you were a complete appreciation of the wait, waiting period to receive mm, it. Mm-hmm. You move into that vibration instantaneously when you manifest it. So any suffering that you hold for yourselves because you have yet to manifest a desire, that is your own creation in that moment. And, and once you move out of that judgment and that suffering, you will manifest it. And when you do, then you will even appreciate the period of suffering that you created for yourselves. But to also talk on the other point that you raised about um, never being afraid to desire more, to, in essence, request more. That's actually a challenge for me. There are times when I allow myself to feel so despondent, so frustrated by what doesn't seem to be happening that it, it actually feels like I can't, allow myself to desire more. And I, I actually start to get a little bit worried in that state. And because I on one level I recognize that's really not a path I want to go down. I want to be on the path of desire more, desire more, desire more. But sometimes I find myself being afraid of desiring more. So address that for a moment. Think 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 in terms of if you are becoming frustrated with something because you're impatient, you are the one that's creating the scenario to to allow right. that vibration. Mm-hmm. When you move on to a different topic, and, and again, many of you think of law of attraction and the universal process of creation in terms of you have placed an order on Amazon and you're waiting for it to show up. <laughs> and then when it doesn't show up in three days, you, you're on your device looking for where it is. Why isn't it here yet? And, and what are you doing in, in vibrationally in that moment? You're missing it. You, you are sending out to the universe the vibration of it's not here. And the right. universe is going to in turn say yes. But no that the universe never loses your order. Amazon never loses your order either. Sometimes it's not fulfilled, but it always sits there. (laughs) Understand that the universe never loses your order. You only need to desire it once and move on and essentially forget about it and allow it to show up as it shows up and appreciate it when it does. So if you are so fixated on a singular desire and it's not happening, the very best thing that you can do is move on to something else leave it and move on to something else. Don't allow this fear that if you are not focused on it every single day and meditating on it or praying on it or whatever it is, that it's not going to show up. The universe is is far more intelligent than that. The universe is is not operating in linear time the way you are. The universe, the, the, the thought that you thought when you dreamed up that desire still exists eternally. It's an eternal thought. It is there. It, it cannot be destroyed, if you will. So that the universe already is aware of that thought. The only reason that that thought is not coming into full-blown manifestation is simply because you're not allowing it to. But notice how many things arrive in your paths that you were never even thinking about, but you were at one time. A, a moment of thought creates a future moment. So don't get so wrapped up in believing that you have to sit and, and try to will things into being. It's a very haphazard way to create because you're going to revisit it inevitably through vibrational flow. And there are going to be times that the universe is agreeing with you and sending it to you because you you are believing it and you are trusting it. And there are going to be other times that your vibration is not as high and you're going to be missing it and wondering where it is and becoming impatient. The universe is going to agree with that as well. <laughs> and that's where it gets really interesting. <laughs> we are flying through this hour. I think we're probably going to go over a little bit. I want to make sure I get in a question that came from Joe in the live stream. And it's two parts. He starts off by saying, I read a story that if Jeff Bezos gave away $1 million to every human in America, he would still have billions. So is this the reason this wouldn't happen because it would throw off polarity? And he follows up by asking, also, how much does one attract so much as he did? Are his vibrations so high that he attracted so much? He, he is living proof that there is no ceiling. Mm-hmm. There is no ceiling to abundance. He has he allowed a higher level of abundance than, than, than any, any human in modern history in what you have recorded it in your current terms and definition of abundance. So in terms of dollars, the energy of dollars, he has amassed more, certainly. He has blown through any ceiling and, and will continue to do so likely. So and it, because he is on that vibrational journey, understand that if he decided to divide up his fortune and, 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 and give every single person in his nation a sum of money, as you suggest, that would create a, a massive disruption to your financial systems. <laughs> and that disruption would likely 
create a lot of trauma for humanity, especially within the United States. You would be very disruptive because mm -hmm. not all are aligned with receiving their sum of money. Mm -hmm. So, so you would see a lot of disruption. There, there is no right or wrong in that. There is no judgment around that. So if you create a complete collapse of your financial systems and your, your, your nation, if not your world, plunged into chaos as a result of that, that would be the experience that you have collectively. So we're not guiding you to fear anything like that, but we're also not guiding you to need anything like that, to, to believe that in fairness, he is to give every person a, a sum of money because he has so much and, and most have far less than he does. You could give it to them, but then what are they going to do with it vibrationally? You will ruin as many lives as you save in that scenario because they, they, they are not all vibrationally aligned with it. And think about the one who's at the top of the pyramid understands and appreciates the pyramid. And they understand in that pyramid that the ones that are holding up the base, you are actually doing a lot for them, even in their resentment of you. That's what it takes to get to the top. You, you, you've got to be completely comfortable with every aspect of the pyramid. You cannot demonize any of it and be at the top. Loving the pyramid, loving the system that is. The, the, the system that is is not broken. You are vibrational beings having unequal experiences by design. Your souls chose that and desired that, but holding yourselves away from joy in your judgment of your experience, and more importantly, holding yourselves away from joy in your judgment in the experience of others. This should not be. They should not be that way. They should not be experiencing that. Why do you believe that? That is your ego speaking to you. That is not source speaking to you. Source is not telling you that. Source has the power to change that, but source is not changing that. Because that power has to come in alignment. Because all beings are here to have their contrasting experience. That's why you have what you perceive as suffering. But when you stop perceiving it as suffering and start perceiving it as an experience in this temporary human journey, the more and more and more of you that come to that way of thinking, the more you will see shifts on, in, in, the, in the earth environment on how humanity operates and how humanity lives. There, there is much ground to be covered before you're anywhere near finished with this environment in terms of the expansion that it offers. I think uh, Jeffrey sums it up nicely. He, he says, now I'm going to imagine receiving a large check from Jeffrey. <laughs> 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 I love that. That is fabulous. This has been great. We could do another hour. I, I mean, I have like a whole series of economic questions I could be asking right now. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're, we're kind of limited, kind of restrained on the amount of time we have to deal with for now. So we'll just wait for the next visit, which is actually coming in September. David's going to be coming back in September. But in the meantime, we will ask the stream to do a disconnect so we can say goodbye to David. And uh, Bridge, I'm going to ask you, because you, you're the one who really got the, the new experience here. What do yeah. you think? What's this been like? Awesome. Awesome. I mean, honestly, half the time I don't have words. I don't. Well, when yeah. I watch him, I don't. And then I listen to him and I don't. I'm, I, I'm just, I have to re-listen to him like five times half the time to understand. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, wait yeah. a second. I got to listen to that <laughs> all the way over again. <laughs> I love, this is the only, because usually the stream has like some big eloquent, you know, exit. And, and I always become aware of, okay, they're getting kicked out now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's funny, but it's the only show that I go on where it's like, okay, the stream's gone. They're out of here. And I'm kind of just speaking back into this reality like, okay, I'm here now and I'm thirsty. I tell well, you, I feel very honored to be part of this. This has been really a very powerful um, show today, I believe. And, and just to, to just be part of this is just, I'm so honored. Yeah, I feel the well, same. I'm tearing exactly. up, so it must have been good. But am I, whenever I come back and I'm crying, I know it was really good stuff. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. like all that power. And it, it is a very loving – a lot of people don't perceive it that way because it's coming through me. But it, it is a very loving energy that's really hard mm -hmm. to describe. And I'm left like this when they depart usually. So hmm. Walt's seen that many times. Oh, yes. And I've <laughs> loved it every single time. I especially love it whenever you come on the show. I'm, I'm glad that you're continuing to come back like monthly or something like that. So yeah, I love being here. I do more of the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's mutual. It's a mutual love affair. And well, we're you're turning it into Taya Central over here, too. I keep hearing about people in boot camp. That's true. Yeah. That. Hey, it I, helps I, me because I get all the free dips from there you go. Your YouTube I, and you know, your I, podcast. I love sharing Taya with the world. So, you know, I love boot camp absolutely and appreciate boot campers. But, you know, I love sharing Taya everywhere. So. Yeah. 
a good thing. It's a really good thing that you do. So thank you, David. Thank you for dropping by, sharing uh, the stream of David's wisdom, sharing David Strickle's wisdom for that matter. I mean, they were actually quoting you during that. I don't know if you knew that, but you were being quoted. Well, all my wisdom comes from them, and I, I'm a very imperfect student of it, but uh, <laughs> probably the longest, well, 53 years of it, so yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you. Very you may be, yes, you may be imperfect, you. but but your your imperfect has has reached its own level of perfection. So we'll give yes. you credit for that one. The yes. perfection of imperfection. That is me. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> that. that. I appreciate being here always. So thank you all for your questions and, and watching. I can't wait to watch it back and more. And thank okay. you also to our, our live streamers who had all the wonderful questions that came from them. Especially thank you to our podcast listeners who hung on to every single word. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Bye. Everybody. Bye.